So in the meantime, Tornell, you're sitting there for a little while, and uh, you finally hear a knock at the door, and you hear a shout saying, Is anyone in there? We're trying to make sure there's nobody wounded. Yes, my child. It's just me, the fortune teller. I tell fortunes and stuff. So did, did, did you say fortune teller? Come in and see Miss Tornell. <laughs> Says, oh boy, I gotta tell my friend. We can you really use fortune, fortune teller. Sorry, so, 80s SNL reference. <laughs> There's a, uh, a pause and silence outside. And then you see the door start to budge a little bit. And somebody says, hey, this door is locked. It won't open. <laughs> one moment, one moment. The spirits have locked it. So I go and lock it. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, the counter is in your way. And you just try as you might. Just can't get up the gumption to climb over top of the counter. You'll probably need to go around it. Stand away from the door for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you, you hear the shuffling of feet outside. And then I charge up to level one and I blow up the door. Uh, level one will uh, leave or a nice toasty dent in it. You'll probably need level two. Level two, then. Uh, <laughs> charge up to level two and burn down the door. Hear a small scream outside saying, Oh, my everything is on fire! Again! Oh, no, that that was the queen again. She just came. She's gone now, though. She's gone. It's all safe in here. I'm a fortune teller. And see a crowd of, well, three people, which constitutes a crowd in Crystallis. Uh, and they, they start to... Yeah, push their way through the door and come on in and look around and say, Ooh, this looks like a fortune teller place to me. And so they, they form a nice little line in front of you. And the first one is a, uh, a beardy man who says to you, I would like you to tell my fortune. Okay, that's $150 uh, dollars, gold dollar things. And he, he looks behind him and uh, a uh, slightly older, just starting to have gray hair woman uh, behind him, sort of nods at him. He says, okay. Um, he takes it out and puts it down on the counter. He says, please, tell my fortune. I see that you'll be coming into money soon. You'll be doing a lot of home repairs, a lot of things around the home. Why, that's you'll... so uncanny. I do home repair for a living. <laughs> yes, you... I see great fortune coming your way. You'll have a lot of work in the future. Excellent. Th thank you so much. He You're says. very welcome, dear. And, and <laughs> he he walks out. Um, still a little skeptical of the fact that you're wearing soldier armor, but uh, <laughs> he's taken in by it. <laughs> the woman comes up and looks at you, and she says, "Will you read my fortune?" Oh, honey, you come to the right place. Miss Tornell gonna help you out. <laughs> One oh. Oh, so now you're, uh, uh what's her face? Jamaican. Miss Cleo. Uh, I, I was yeah, actually the whole yeah. time, but I don't do accents very well. <laughs> oh, very Sometimes it comes out Hungarian. <laughs> I knew what you were going for, Christian. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the woman comes up to you and she says, please read my fortune. I see, I see you've been through a lot of, of turmoil recently, but things... I see we'll get better very soon, and you will find love. Love in unexpected places. Well, my my husband is a, a builder and a repairman, so maybe I'll I'll find love on, on the roof, maybe. Thank you so much. Possibly. Whatever floats your boat, lady. 
So she thanks you and walks out. In the meantime, Zebu and Kensu and Asina uh, are standing with their yucky shell flute in hand. Kensu, I think so you should play that. I put that to the lips, Not it. I think Kensu should play it. I said not it. Oh. Well, uh, okay, Asina, can you wash it off with your sword of water? Yes, fine. Very okay. Awesome. You you splash it and wash it off, and uh, you now have a less disgusting uh, shell flute. And a uh, 50 experience points to Zebu for providing the medical herb, and an extra 5 to Asina for making the flute uh, less disgusting to play. Uh, I, I go ahead and play it because I expect that this will get me more EXP. You play your shelf flute and it emits a noise that you don't even think is possible to come out of it. It's a very high-pitched fluty. Well, it is a shell flute, so, I mean, that would sort of make sense. But after a couple of moments, uh, you hear some squawking and squeaking from outside, and you see that same dolphin that you healed, at least you assume it's the same dolphin that you healed, come back in and start splashing around and squawking at you, and it looks at you expectantly. Uh, now, while that's going on, I'm telling my customers that that music they hear is from the spirit realm, and that's the uh, that's the spirits giving their full thumbs up for Miss Tornell. Excellent. <laughs> the last person who's standing in line comes up to you and, and uh, is a – actually, there are no teenagers in Crystallis. They're all people who are full-grown adults or small children. So you have a small child, um, the, the little girl with the pigtails who uh, – was shouting at you before, and she says, "You can't fool me. You're one of those people who didn't save the village. Very well, because now it's saved. So I guess you sort of helped. But I don't think you're really a fortune teller. That's ridiculous. I have great connections with the spirit realm." She says, "Yeah, we'll prove it." I ass on fire. Play. <laughs> I don't know whatever sword you have. Da- darling, come here. I see great. Great turmoil <laughs> in your recent past. I see that in the future, one day you will wake up and just be an adult. <laughs> you will not. There will be no transitional period between child to adult. You will just be full adult. It's, it's like it's like Pokemon evolution. Just <laughs> one day, you know, little girls evolving into teenagers. Do 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 do. She says, that's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. And she storms out on you and uh, didn't actually pay you anything. You gave her a free fortune. Oh. But you did make $300 off of the couple that was there before her. Woo-hoo. Good work. I'll go rejoin with the team then. Now okay, that just, the just as you're starting to walk out, you see the door fly open, and uh, there's a 20-something-year-old woman with pigtails who comes in. And she says, sorry, I forgot to pay you. Lays down $150. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone must have used like a moonstone on her or something. Oh, that even that that that's terrible sounding too. Thanks. So Tornell, you head back into the passageway and you see an ice bridge already there for you, and the path either curves around to the left, um, toward where the dolphin was, or there's a uh, a little whole entrance way to the right that looks like it goes into a little room. Uh. I'll just join up with the party wherever they are. Well, you don't know where the party is. Oh, I see. I will. Uh, I will go down to uh, Funky the, Town. Which way? <laughs> I was going to say Funky Chinatown, Town. but I will cross that bridge 
Okay. And actually, I'll go. I'll go into the door. Okay. So you go into the tiny room, and uh, Tornell, you also get fifty experience points for role playing. <laughs> and inside the little room, you uh, see what you suspect to be the. Uh, do you have knowledge architecture by chance? Uh, no. Okay. Um, well, it it looks like a small chapel. Uh, that's been carved into here and just completely fr- finished, not really furnished, um, but it's very well kept and austere except for a bright red carpet running down the center of the room and a white marble altar adorned with a wreath of some berry-bearing plant that's a chilly, wintry blue. Otherwise, there's not really much of anything here. Uh, I will pick up the plant thing. Okay, you pick up the plant. Uh, what, remind me what knowledge checks you do have. I have... History and geography. Uh, you can you can try and roll either of those, and I'll uh, roll both of them, and I'll come okay. up with an answer for you if you need it. History is thirty-one. <laughs> geography is twenty-seven. Okay, uh, history will do fine. You know that uh, historically, many people across uh, many lands have found um, have put up certain wreaths, um, either hung them or placed them in uh, more sacred spots um, that have been plants that have been of the useful variety. You've you've heard people in poisonous swamps hanging wreaths of antidote herbs uh, on their door, so that not only is it decorative, not only is it a, a sign of welcome. But they can also, in a pinch, pluck it off of there and have an antidote herb to use in case they get poisoned out in the swamp. So you suspect that based on historical precedent, even though you don't recognize this particular berry that's growing here, this particular fruit, uh, it does look like it's that same sort of idea here. Then I will pluck as many of those berries and twigs and whatever that will help me off of there as soon as I can. You you grab a handful of them. They they sort of resemble the uh, the fruit of power, the oversized berries that I believe Kensu had used in the past. Um, but again, that sort of chilly wintry blue color, the very pale leaves, and the uh, darker but still cold blue berries. And you have three units of them, whatever they are. Yay! Yay! Uh, I look around the room. Then, is there anything else in there? Roll a search check. That is a twenty. 20. Uh, you don't see anything else of interest in here. Okay, then I leave. All right, so you leave, and presumably you round the corner and find that uh, your party is standing around with this shelf flute in hand. I go meet up with them then. We're looking at this dolphin. And, and the okay. dolphin's sort of squeaking and squawking at you, and Tornell, this is like, you know, the, the Tornell cast right now. <laughs> um, uh, Tornell, you... Um, you, uh, I'm sorry. So you hear this squeaking and squawking, but Tornell, you hear it as actual language thanks to your telepathy magic. Even without expending any magical effort, you're able to sense an impression of the creature's thoughts as it speaks, and that translates in your head into words. So you catch the end of a conversation saying, And all my friends can help you if you want! I do want that, Dolphin. Can you get us to that castle in the sky in some way? As you speak, you subconsciously, telepathically translate that into his language. And he turns to you and he says, Ah, finally, someone who can understand me! Yes, what can we do for you? This is horrible. (laughs) What you're doing right now is horrible. I can change my voice if you like. Against God and nature. (laughs) Well, Dolphin, 
I believe it might be helpful if you were to jump as high in the sky as you can, and then everything just kind of like gets sucked up in it. Like, or is that Echo the Dolphin? Uh, his voice suddenly drops. <clears throat> says, uh, "Yeah, I think that's Echo the Dolphin you're thinking of." <clears throat> All right then. Well, what can you and your friends do to help us get to that castle then? Uh, <clears throat> uh, sorry, uh, that you know, slash really hurt me uh, more. I'm, I'm going to have to go through a couple different potential voices before I find something that uh, sounds reasonably dolphiny uh, that isn't completely ear splattering to hear. <clears throat> that's fine, man. <laughs> I go through some voices as well. <laughs> so he says, sorry, what was the question again? Uh, what can you and your friends do to, to get us to that castle in the sky? Oh, well, it's actually a tower. It's uh, the the floating tower in the sky. It's not actually a castle in the sky. Uh, a little renovation. It's a different move to yeah. together. He says, well, anyhow, uh, I have a couple of friends who are out there, and we can provide transportation for you. I mean, there's plenty of space you can run in our backs as long as you don't fall over, and uh, we can take you around. There's actually a bunch of places to see. Uh, you're, you're just at the, uh, the side of the angry sea here in the little cave, but there's plenty to see. I mean, you could uh, you know, visit the lovely island of Joel. It's got a quaint little village with wonderfully friendly people. Uh, and there's the mysterious Evil Spirit Island, which holds many dangers, but uh, it also holds a small settlement of hardworking people who are trying to make the island more habitable, growing all sorts of helpful plants that I'm sure will provide all sorts of medicines and all sorts of wonderful things for people. And uh, there's also a small island with a magical altar on it, so a couple places you could go visit. I don't know that I could actually get you up to this tower, but you know maybe you could find some clues one of those other places. That sounds great, Dolphin. What, what is your name, Dolphin? Oh, uh, well, actually, allow me to introduce myself. And he makes some noises and uh, brings in some other dolphins. Uh, there are three other dolphins look exactly like him. And he introduces his friends first and then himself last. He says, uh, we are Lairfin, Kerfin, Mofin, and I'm Shemfin. Pleased to make your acquaintance. Nathaniel, I hate you. I hate you with every fiber of my being right now. You are the worst person that has ever lived, and I am dumber for having heard you make that joke. You asked for their names, and I didn't! Not you. You by association with your partner. Sorry. He says, but you can call me Dolphin. I'm sorry, my husband's a jerk. <laughs> well, then where should we go, well, gentlemen? You, that's part of the reason you married me. Because I'm uh, a jerk. But in the general sense. I don't like it when you're a jerk specifically people. So I can just be a jerk to inanimate objects? Yep. I am not an inanimate object. Yep, have fun yelling at the cat for <laughs> Oh, by the way, I relay all of this to everybody else and let them know I can actually talk to dolphins. Yeah, yeah, mean, so meanwhile, I mean... Everybody you're adventuring with knows that you have this telepathic ability to communicate with animals and dwarves, which are qualified as animals in this world for some reason. And they're just standing there listening to you squawk and squeak at them. <laughs> it's just, actually, no, you're, you're speaking in your normal language. The dolphins are interpreting it as squawks and squeaks. So, but they're, they're standing so, watching So do the, the dolphins speak human then? No, the dolphins squawk and squeak back at him, and he understands what they're saying. So it's sort of like talking to Chewbacca in Star Wars. And I'm Han Solo. So can I can I ride around on a dolphin then? 
Yes, you can. Go ahead and hop on. Uh, you can take 10 on your ride check. I mean, they don't have dolphin saddles, but you can take 10 on your ride check as long as you're not being threatened to just ride them normally and take a, a calm, leisurely pace across the angry sea. Now, where does everyone think we should go? Uh, yeah, where should we go? We got... I mean, I'm, I've heard great things about Evil Spirit Island. I mean, everyone you know has been talking about it. You guys want to go to Evil Spirit Island? Do we want to go to that nice town, take a little nappy, get our get our life and magic back, and then go to Evil Spirit? Oh, that's true. Oh, I like naps. I like naps a lot. Yeah, I think I used all of my MP healing people in the town. The dolphin says, well, actually, if you're looking for a nice place to rest, probably the best place to go is Joel. Because Evil Spirit Island, there is a settlement there, like I said, but you need to go through some funky cave. I mean, I've never been in there because I'm just a dolphin, but I've heard people tell stories about the terrible monsters in there, and then finally you get to the the town. But anyhow, uh, Joel is really easy to get to, easy on, easy off the ocean way. So you can uh, just pop in right in there. And they have a really friendly innkeeper. Man, this guy's just squawking up a storm. <laughs> Tornell, are you automatically relaying all of this to everybody? Yes, but at the end I'm adding that he also said that I'm awesome. <laughs> Alright, so I guess we're going to Joel? That's a yes. Sure. Yes. Yes, we are. Alright, so you uh, <clears throat> you hop on and uh, you're starting to ride and you're out into the open sea and it's wonderful the sun is shining the floating tower is high in the sky a, a little bit uh, northwest of where you are and you're headed in that general direction and you've got um just sea spray on you off in the distance you can uh, find a you see a couple of ocean creatures uh milling about you look like there's some little guys you can't they're sort of blurry from where you are but it kind of looks like they have tridents in their hands that they're sort of floating around uh you can see a, a giant oversized squid just sort of chilling in front of places here and there uh but it and and you can hear a couple of seagulls overhead and it's just a very nice pleasant way except the waves are really angry (laughs) they're really rough and you so you are shaking a little bit you're taking 10 is fine but you know if you need to do anything more than just get from a to b it may be a little bit of a problem for you and you are on your way to joel and you're heading out from location four currently. And, however, just as you're leaving the cave, before you get out there, uh, Kensu, you hear a tiny snap, and the love pendant that you had been wearing, that Asina had given you as a, a token of her apparent love for you and your jerkiness, yeah, as she's that. expressed, um, snaps and plummets into the water below. And, Asina, you see this happen as well. Wow, it's harsh. It is, but tough love. I don't feel that he's worthy of my love anymore. <laughs> Watch out, ladies! Kentu's back on the market. <laughs> What's up, baby? I'm like a rich fortune teller. <laughs> I, 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 was to, oh. I was talking to Kentu. Oh no! <laughs> oh! Oh snap! So I, I take it you do not care about the locket, and it, it drowns in the watery depths of the cave. Is there anything magical in it? Uh, it is a magical locket that, as I'm recalling without looking at the character sheet, uh, gives Kensu plus one to a couple different actions uh, when he's within 30 feet of Asina. Plus one to saves around Asina. 
So clearly not of that much importance. So. <laughs> I didn't even remember to use it. So it uh, it drowns. It drowns a watery death. And you're out of the cave, and you start progressing. So uh, you come out of the cave, and again, big, large sea. You see a, a couple of big rock formations. They they are islands, but they are particularly rocky, and it looks like uh, you're only seeing uh, caves um, as the only way actually in or out. So it doesn't look like there's any buildings or anything on top of the islands. It's just uh, perhaps in through a cave somewhere. So you uh, come out of the cave, you swing around west and then suddenly north and then to the east, and you start heading towards an island that uh, has a little outcropping with a lighthouse on it, uh, which isn't lit. I mean, it's middle of the day, and you don't see anybody around it. Uh, but you're heading off east in that direction. Roll a listen check, everyone. Twelve. Twelve. Uh, I got twenty-five. Twenty-five. Turn out about you. Twenty-three. Okay, twenty-five and twenty-three are, are good. And everybody, roll a spot check as well. Seventeen. Okay. Three. Wait, what was it? Spot check. Uh, <laughs> spot check. I got sixteen. Okay. So you hear it before you see it. It sounds like some sort of hooting and hollering and grunting and grumbling at a distance coming up behind you, actually a little south of you. You're heading east. It's heading. It's coming from south of you. And you start to look, and you, you hear the, the grumbling and the growling start to get louder and louder. And then you can finally see some blurry something or other in the sky. You, you can't quite make out what they are, but there, there seems to be this mass of something flying through the air in your direction. And as it gets closer, you can hear the, the grunting and the growling a little bit larger, and you can start to make out the shapes of an army of shaggy green sasquatches hitching oh. a ride on a fleet of whirling medusa plants. Oh. <laughs> and Tornell... Now that they're close enough that you can actually start to make out some of what they're saying, it sounds like they're out to seek revenge for the Thundering One slaughtering their brethren. <laughs> and they grow closer, and you see a couple of axes thrown from the dangling Sasquatches land in the water near you. Everybody roll for initiative. Uh, 20. Nathaniel! Nathaniel, really? Yes, really. <laughs> You're the worst. Thirteen. Worst kind of person. Eight. Nine. Ooh, doing well here. So, Zebu, were you the highest? Yeah. Okay, what was your number again? Uh, Twenty. Okay. And then who's after that? Uh, I was thirteen. Thirteen. Was okay. that, that actually next? Uh, yes, that is actually, unfortunately, next. You poor saps. <laughs> All right, and after that, it was uh, was it Asina first, and then Kensu? Uh, no, I got an eight. Okay, the other way around. Okay, so the uh, the approaching monsters get to go first. So you start seeing this flurry of axes. There's there's too many of them to count right now. Uh, you could probably count if they weren't uh, swirling around on these Medusa heads that were flying in at you, and uh, you could probably count them if you weren't too busy also trying to ride your dolphin at the same time. So the first one, the first batch of uh, these monsters, starts to launch their axes 
at Kensu. And they're still a little bit too far away, so they're taking a distance penalty on it. Uh, but one of them does manage to get through and hits Kensu for just seven damage. It's a glancing blow. Now it's Zebu's turn. Uh, I'm going to say that sometime in between the last battle and this battle, I switched back to my windsword. Okay. Uh, let's see. That is a... Oh, I'm going to charge up. I got a 19 for my attack. Okay. Uh, where's my 8? Uh, 19 is a hit. What? Uh, you're just aiming for the blob that's descending on you. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, are, are they pretty much not close enough to really... See them? Yeah, you still you still can't quite differentiate distinct targets yet, but you're getting close. Right now, it's just this mass of shaggy fur and plant tentacles. Oh, uh, yeah, I think I'll aim for like the center, try to break them up. Okay. Uh, and I do uh, nine, or yeah, nine. Okay, uh, you do that, and you hear a little bit of a grumble above all of the other grumbles, and the next group goes. And starts throwing more axes at Kensu. You now have all of these axes just splashing into the water in front of you. And the dolphins are, they're sort of cool with this. They're, you, you can see them sort of starting to hum a little dolphin battle tune for you. Tornell, go ahead. Is there a range to my mind control? Um, if, if they're within visible range. If you can clearly make out a target, they're within range. Okay, so I can't clearly make them out yet, right? Uh, no, next turn, though, you should be able to. All right, then in this time, I will uh, charge up my sword. Okay. How, how far away are they, actually? Um, I am absolutely terrible with uh, actual distances, but they're closing you know, pretty quickly. The throwing increment for, for, like, an axe is, like, ten feet. Uh, they're, taking se- <laughs> they're taking severe penalties, which is why they're constantly missing. Um, also, they're, is, they're up in the air. It's like, if they're, if they're 100 feet away, that's minus ten. Well, right, which is why they're missing. So we we will say, for purposes of this exercise, that they are 100 feet away, they have very strong arms to hurl their axes at you, and they are missing terribly, except for the one who rolled very well and actually and, hit you. And I think we also need to take into account fly checks for the guys throwing, because, I mean, they're getting jostled around by Medusa plans. The guys, think- the guys throwing aren't actually um, flying, they're just hanging on. So they well, are, are successfully still, gripping onto the side. And and these Medusas have excellent uh, maneuverability and a very good fly speed. So they actually remain very stable. The yeah, head tentacles are spinning around like crazy. But the body is actually staying quite well in place. Quite balanced. Whose turn is it now? It's mine. <laughs> yes, it's Tornell's. So you said you're charging up? Yes, charging up. It's 28 to hit. That is a hit. And 12 damage. And that's just a level 1 shot? Let me see. I'll make sure I went through with the right information. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, Oh, and additionally, um, Zebu and Tornell, because you're you're launching um, your level 1 wave, that actually travels through multiple enemies. So you're hitting more than one guy with each shot. Oh. So, Tornell, you you launch and you fire... um, and it you really can't tell from here, but it doesn't look like any of them are starting to light up on fire. Although the one Medusa head that your shot fires through does uh, seem to dip a little bit. So you said what, 12 damage? Yeah. Okay. Good, good, good. All right. Now, 
you got some more axes coming in at you. So all of these are still going in the general direction of Kensu and just falling completely short. Uh, and another round of them. Oh, that one goes through. And so you have another axe coming at you, Kensu, for 10 damage. And it's Kensu's turn. Oh, now see, this is interesting. There are a few different things I could try here. I could jump into the water and turn into a dolphin and therefore not be Kensu anymore. Uh, Actually, you're still the queen. Then how do they know, Nathaniel? <laughs> I'm just saying. Nathaniel. <laughs> Nathaniel. They can smell you. They tracked you earlier when you weren't looking, and they can follow your scent. Duh. Well, okay. They are, they are downwind of me on the ocean. Yep. They didn't necessarily start tracking you on the ocean. They may have been following you while you were still in Portoa and could more easily pick up your scent and then followed you through the cave onto the other side. Are they coming from the shoreline or are they coming from the opposite direction? They're coming from the shoreline toward Portoa. Uh, I charge up two levels. Okay. You are charged up two levels. Asina. I charge up two levels as well. Okay. Good, good, good. And it's back to the first round of monsters who are now 50 feet away. And also attacking Kensu. Both of those wonderful hit. Uh, all of these actually hit. Just barely. <laughs> two of them with the penalties. So you've got some damage coming in your way. Uh, you've got 30 damage coming your way from a bunch of axes flying at you. Alright. Zebu. Uh... Can I discern different targets at this point? Yes, now you can. Okay, uh, I'm going to try to aim specifically for a Medusa head. Okay. Oh, and just just to give you um, a, a better idea of numbers now, there is still this massive cloud uh, dragging behind, but this is sort of like the advanced scout party that's reached you now. Okay. So you've got four Medusa heads, uh, each of whom has four furry Sasquatch men dangling from them with one arm. Yikes. Pulling axes out of their fur with the other. Yikes. I, I'm going to shoot it in Medusa head. I got 19 for my attack roll. All right, pick your targets. You got one, two, three, or four. It looks like um, you had been attacking number two previously. Tornell had hit three. Uh, I'll go for number two again. All right. Uh, does 19 hit? Uh, 19 does hit. Right, and I did 6 damage. Okay, um, you're shooting at the Medusa head. You pass through two of the Sasquatches as you get there. Uh, it doesn't, it just seems to slide right around the Medusa head, but it does go through the, uh, the two shaggy Sasquatches, and they seem to twist in pain a little bit. Oh, man. I'm sorry, how much damage did you say? Uh, 6. 6 damage, good, good. All right. And, uh, that's done. Now it's their turn to, uh, fire back on you. So two of them take aim at you. The other two take aim at Kensu. Uh, one of them completely misses, and the dolphin you're riding on just squawks a little <laughs> at them. And uh, another one does manage to hit you with five damage. Me? Yes. Oh. And then Kensu, the uh, other one, actually misses you. So you're, you're still good. Tornell. Can I charge up to level one? And then create a wall of steam by hitting the uh, hitting the water and make their accuracy take a uh, 
take a hit and maybe... Oh, clever. Um, because it's only a level one charge, it will be a small wall of steam that'll only last a round. But, yeah, I can I can give you a little bit of concealment. I'll charge up to level two. <laughs> okay, you charge up to level two. And it's back to some more monsters who are throwing some axes at Kensu and not hitting very well. The next group fires again and uh, demands new dice. Ah, that one hits. So, Kensu, you now take nine damage from an axe to the cheek. Kensu, your turn. Okay, charge once, and I'm going to unleash holy lightning hell upon these things. Okay. And let's see here. Gonna kill these things, they're gonna require fly checks to stay on board or else fall Actually, before you do that, everybody, ride checks. (laughs) Ride checks. Because I completely uh, forgot that as you're uh, in combat here, you should be rolling ride checks. So a ride check all around for everybody. Um, Can I roll again? <laughs> got a six. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take these into effect at the start of your next round. I got a six. Okay. Uh, you will be falling off your dolphin at the start of the next round. Uh, Twelve. Twelve. Um, you will also be falling off your dolphin, though not as bad. Fifteen. <laughs> uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, you will just barely manage to stay on your dolphin, Asina. Fifteen too. Okay, you will just manage to stay on your dolphin. Um, All right. But we'll get there. Go ahead. All right. Nineteen possible crit. Come on, random number generator. Let's go. Boosh. Ah, seven. Well, wait. The seven. The seven plus fourteen hit. Yes. Sweet. All so right. You have so a critical first. hit on your hands. Yeah. So let's see, 48, 6, 40 damage. All around. <laughs> the uh, initial scouting party in front of you, um, well, you can describe their deaths. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's how I describe their deaths. I guess my level 2 sword of water that I charged up, I didn't get to do anything with to knock him off his dolphin. <laughs> uh, roll the hit. She make a ride check. Huh? Uh, oh, she made her uh, ride check already. Besides, that doesn't take effect till next turn. So, what's what's your to hit, Asina? Oh, for a level two sword, I get an attack bonus of plus ten, so eighteen. Eighteen is uh, not quite enough to hit Kensu, unfortunately. Oh, because he got that shield and uh. Does it distract him at all? So somebody else can knock him off his dolphin. <laughs> I'm swimming right now. The um, you don't uh, happen to have a, you don't happen to have a handle animal check, do you? Oh, um, I mean, I can make one. Yeah, go for it. Um, you can roll a handle animal check to uh, with your intonation uh, and and your body language, try and give the hint to the dolphin that he's riding on to uh, help shake him into the line of your sword. That is a twenty-one, sir. Uh, that dolphin winks at you and knows exactly where it's at. He uh, shakes Kensu just enough to uh, add plus one to your attempt to hit him. And Kensu, you get smacked with a big splop of water. Roll for damage, please, Asina. Um, ten damage. Ten damage to Kensu from your former lover. <laughs> and it's fitting that your love pendant went to the bottom of the ocean because now both of you are all wet. Yep. Okay. Um... The advanced scouting party has been explodified, and the other uh, backup batch there 
is sort of swirling around, and you can hear Tornell some uh, grumbling, a little bit of powwowing back there of whether or not it's it's worth it to continue. Um, and you hear them arguing, saying, oh, but he wiped out most of our people. We need to exact revenge. And the other ones are saying, it's it's really not a big deal. We'll just respond in a couple of minutes. As soon as, if they decide not to attack us, as soon as we're out of combat, I start helping people back onto their dolphins. I'm not a complete monster. <laughs> okay. So, the uh, one... One rogue group splits off as the rest of them seem to agree to retreat, and they they shout at you some obscenities that can't actually be translated into your language. Uh, But you do have one rogue group that comes ramming at you, charging at you at ramming speed. So roll a reflex save, Kensu. Because now you have the single Medusa head with the four shaggy guys hanging off it that is actually going into a full-out spin um, of the rest of its body so that you have your shaggy green men with their axes held out who are whirling around as they approach you at dangerous speeds. Yikes. All right. Reflex save. Is Kensu in the water currently? Uh, Oh, um, actually, roll an opposed strength check to see if you fell into the water, if you got knocked into the water. Because that was a scene as intense. So a scene to roll a strength check and Kensu as well. Alright. Um, blur, blur, strength check. What's my strength? Alright, I got an 18 on the strength check. 11. Okay, so you are not knocked in the water, but you still took some damage. So that reflex save, please. Uh, blur, 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 blur. Let's see. 15 plus my modifier is 22. 22 <laughs> is exactly the number to beat. Um, so you, only take, you only take half damage, because I don't believe you have any abilities or feats that let you avoid all damage. But uh, you do mostly dodge out of the way, but you still get uh, slashed by this whirl of fur and axes and Medusa head things, uh, which results in... Eh, just 14 damage to you, but also uh, give me a balance or a ride check to not fall off your dolphin as they sweep past you. Oh, my God. Freaking checks. Let's see, what's that about? Balances. I know. No, they're equal. All right, let's see. Oh, 15. 15 is not sufficient. The force of the attack and the wind sweeping by you is enough to knock you into the water. Sploosh. And Zebu and Tornell, almost in sympathy, fall off their dolphins at the same time. So now Asina is uh, on her high horse, or her high dolphin, um, as everyone around her just slides into the water. And your batch of monsters flies off and rejoins the group. I start helping people back onto their respective dolphins. Hey. Can we go to Joel now? In just a second... Can somebody blame you for this? How much I get for massacring what was left of the uh, Medusa things? And the What's that? How much experience do I get for completing my genocide of the Yeti people? Uh, you don't actually get any, but the rest of your party, because you were so kind to donate it to them, gets 1,200 experience points. <laughs> what? <laughs> and that's that it's sort of like Paper Mario. After fighting the same couple of enemies for a while, you just can't get any more experience from them, and you need to move on to the next area. So you, you've already put in your time on these chumps, so it's uh, up to you. And it was a noble sacrifice to give up those experience points to your teammates who are so desperately behind. 
Thank you. <laughs> it's not my fault they didn't they decided not to commit genocide. Hey, you're still ahead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the many, many monsters in the scouting party that you explodified let, showered the ocean with coins that dollar coins, mind you, that are now spinning gently on the surface of the water, ripe to be plucked up. Coins don't float, Nathaniel. Uh, these coins do. Yeah. <laughs> because they do in the game. Yeah. Gold dollars are hollow. All right, then. And also remarkably buoyant, because they are bouncing in water. And that looks like uh, you have 320 gold altogether. Great. So someone keep track of that and or divvy it up amongst everybody. Is 328? Yes. Um, that's the... I've just been keeping track of the total, and currently I have uh, 1796 total for splitting amongst everybody, since we've never actually done it. (laughs) There's something to be said for having a party fun. Yeah. So the the dolphins squawk at each other and congratulate you and say, oh, very well done. We wish we could wield swords and set things on fire. Dolphins so much. So they they take you and they land you on a sandy shore that uh, goes up a short distance into a cave. And they say, well, here you are. Here is Joel. And if you ever need us, you have that shell flute so you can just uh, blow a little whistle and we will be back for you. You do know how to blow, right? You know how to whistle, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. So they wave their flippers at you and then they swim back off into the ocean. And the way is open for you to enter Joel. And as you walk into the tiny village, you find, unsurprisingly, because you accidentally murdered them all, that no one is there. Is the inn still there? (laughs) The inn is still there. But we'll pick that up next time. Hooray, we made it. Yes. And town ever. Yay. An additional 150 experience points to everybody for getting across the sea and getting to a place where you can rest. Hey. You know, I rolled a 16 and I never got to use it. Oh, no. Uh, a, an, an evil, evil sea monster pops its head out as you're walking in. Zed, type, shoot it. Boom. You hit it with a 16. <laughs> Hooray. Yeah, it doesn't even need to roll for damage. It just goes piff. Oh. All right. So it was quite time. evil, but not very powerful. <laughs> so that is that. Next time on the Game Cola D&D cast, a race across the angry sea against bad guys riding dolphins who've fallen asleep. Be there!